is for me All they want what I'm doing Every day in the studio Every day in the studio Every day no fully shit In the streets with the ease on In the streets with the hoodie up Hey! No Games <laughs> Actually, time out you gotta sing the game. Games. There we go. There we go. That's why it's off. All right, all right. Play no games. Ah, podcast slash show. We're back again. The boys are back. Yes, it's the three P. Ooh, ooh, ooh! It is the three P. We gotta add that every time. Yeah, okay. It's the three P. Am I Dwayne Wade here? You can be doing way. Hell yeah. I'll take Chris Bosch. It's all right. Wow. Bro. Really, guys? I almost took Chris Bosch. <laughs> I'll be Pat Riley. <laughs> oh, no. You don't want to be LeBron? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the first person that doesn't want to be LeBron. And that's but you know, you know, LeBron kind of led the team. So uh, Pat it, Riley I, I put got, the team together. I got a better big three. I'll be Paul Pierce. Who are you? KG? He's like, but KG. they were technically four because Ray Allen didn't just get booted out. He kind of hit some big shots. So. No, it's definitely Ray Allen. Rondo is not part of the big three. I'm Are sorry. you serious? It's the big wow. three and the little one. Are you kidding Rondo me? Rondo was an integral part. Come he on, He was man. important, but he was not big three. Yes, Are you kidding? Was. Rondo After, was the original big three. No, no, no. no. Ray the Allen original was big three that won the championship, Rondo was important, but Rondo was the little one. No, After, after the championship, not. then Rondo was much more important, probably more important than you know, Ray Allen. And at some points, maybe I Paul think Pierce. if you take Rondo off that, actually, I'm not even gonna do that because if you take anyone off that that championship team, they lose. In my absolutely, opinion. absolutely. But I even feel like Rondo was that young dog that I remember watching that. Like they needed, like they. That's, that's kind of tough for me. Kevin man. Durant, you put Kevin House Durant, in that role, Kevin they still win. Kevin oh. Garnett, hell no. Kevin oh. Garnett literally <laughs> said in the interview, he, he did not want Rondo to be traded. That was literally the interview. I don't know about that one, man. I don't know about that one. That's a big four, fam. There ain't no big threes. That's a big four. So, um, we have, you know, we're going to calm this squabble down just for a little bit. Absolutely. Because um, this is our very first time that we're breaking up a show where we did a part one, and that was just me. And I'm pretty sure y'all all watched last week. So, coming back to the stage, drum roll, please. We got Bradley Insworth. Go do become. Hey, hey, hey. He's hey, coming to a hey. stage near you. Man, let him know. Oh, your mic ain't on. They can't hear a word you saying. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are man. back. Man, yes. man, man. We got Bradley back on the Glad show. You guys are here today. Man. Hell yeah. This so, Bradley, dope. you know. Absolutely. Even though, in hindsight, when I edit this, you know. The people doesn't know this will be a weak turnaround for them. Not this is going to be some time away. What has changed since uh, you were on the show last week? Uh, what has changed? Um, hmm. Well, we have more rain in Portland today. Um, <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's for the weather. Switching careers. That's 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 a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, subtle plug there, and uh, really not much, not much, the grind is still the same, still uh, kind of like in album mode for my brand, you could yeah. say. Um, okay. That's dope, I like that, I like that reference, a lot yeah. of people, I, I like that reference, yeah. Just creating, yeah, yeah as dope. much as possible to figure out um, 
what we're actually going to drop for the anniversary collection. All right. Yeah. Well, before I give uh, the baton off to, uh, as you all know, our missing co-hosts, you know, mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. I paid them enough to be here, but you know, last time, but last time, huh? <laughs> we ain't going to say uh-huh. nothing, but um, he paid really you? quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get going, one of the things that what we do at this show so much is we try to put you all on a higher vibration because everyone talks about when they get to these plateaus, you know, what it took to get there. We're having you along that journey with us like right now of what it takes to, you know, what the middle class people, what it takes to, you know, be on top of your game. And before we switch it off of them really quick, you talked about, you know, making some career changes and things like that. Do you feel comfortable talking about that? What decisions did you make? Um, the career change, actually speaking of the, like, just getting to a certain plateau. Um, recently, some career changes uh, presented themselves. Um, the company I was working for was acquired by another company, so we were laid off. Um, this is the thing that happens with, with life. Um, so I've kind of been in the interview process for with a few different companies. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a few different offers, and we were talking about um, I, I turned a few of them down. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, You know, you got to know your worth. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of... Uh, empowerment and just like self-love mm-hmm. and being able to say thanks but no thanks uh, so that's felt good um, and then um, actually uh, accepted a role uh, with an airline so I'm going to be uh, flying full-time not as a super dope as a super dope. Um, very cool crazy career change but uh, gives me a ticket to the world um, and I get to just focus on people and just being happy and spreading good vibes. It totally connects with like my spirit and just who I am. Oh yeah. Um, and none of the corporate mumbo jumbo. Um, so it's also, you know, better for my mental health, I guess you could say. Oh yeah. Yeah. You hear that Tawanda? He's betting on himself. Man. You hear that? He's betting on himself. And I just wanted to share that nugget before I pass the baton to my lovely Mm co-host. So whoever wants to, uh, yeah, Thank you. I think that's great for you, Bradley, because you're such a social butterfly. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I say that because uh, the way we know each other is actually through a, a mutual friend. Yes. Yeah, we know. I knew Bradley before this uh, through a mutual friend from the other industry you worked in. Portland which is so small. Well, very small. Uh, and you're very much like a people person. So I totally see you going down, you know, that avenue and totally makes sense to, in my books. Yeah. Yeah. I actually met you. At Cotto, but I don't know if you remember me from being in the lobby that day. Uh, no. Okay, so I when I first saw you after that, mm-hmm. well, which was like what now a month ago when we saw each other again, probably about two and a half we're months the, ago. We're at the Gosmer. Yep. I didn't at that point. I did not realize that that was you. Yeah. Even when you came to do the photo shoot for us, I did not realize that was you. Grace yeah. had to tell me, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Boom! I'd met you like. Yeah, I remembered six, you from when you came to do before that. I remember when you came to do like the photo shoot for us. Yep. But I didn't put two and two together. You were the same guy that came and toured at that time at the first time. But you remembered me from from the photo shoot. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Come that's, on, man. That's a whole lot of connected. interaction. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Man, no, yeah. it was just yeah, it was hilarious. Grace is cool, peeps. Grace is great. Yeah, she's uh, shout out to Grace. Shout out to Grace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think my question stems from like, you know, I don't know Bradley very well, uh, but we had briefly tap, tapped in and talked to each other about just like Portland and being a transplant and all that. Like, where are you from? How'd you, how'd you get to Portland? 
Um, kind of give them a, a brief rundown on that. Um, born and raised in Las Vegas. Um, moved to Portland three years ago. And, uh, yeah, it's been a beautiful experience. Portland has been extremely good to me. Um, the people here are great. Uh, the interactions are so intimate, even in big social settings. Like, I feel like you can instantly go below the surface with most people. Um, you know, in most, in most situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I moved here with the things that would fit in my car. Um, <clears throat> and took on a new role with my previous company. And um, sh- Social Butterfly flew around the city. <laughs> there you go. Met some uh, yeah, and it's just open one door after another. That's dope. Just keep oh, pushing yeah. through. Um, yeah, it's networking is is something that should not be taken for granted. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. that's crazy. Being able to just take yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the last episode talked about social anxiety. Yeah. I actually struggle with social anxiety oh, yeah. um, sometimes, um, and you wouldn't guess that from me being such a social butterfly, but I do seriously. Um, and yeah, just putting yourself outside of that comfort zone is really where the magic starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hell yeah. That's super dope. That's super, super dope. Mm. Awesome. Um, uh, let's see. Do you want to talk a little bit about your brand? Since we're kind of doing a, a wrap-up of what we talked about a little bit before. Absolutely. Putting it together. Yeah. So you, beforehand, we had talked a little bit about like where the name, where the idea for Go Do Become came from. Mm. You had a really great story if you wanted to share it. I think really kind of enlighten a little bit about what the brand really stands for. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's near and dear to my heart because it comes from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, when I was younger, like 18 to like 25, my mm-hmm. grandparents would come visit me in Vegas and uh, they would stay for my grandma, rather. Um, she would leave notes on the refrigerator when she would leave in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she would always sign the notes, go do become. Um, and I was kind of different years she would pop in some years I was like I was up I was doing my thing certain years she would come visit and uh she could tell maybe like I was in a little rut Mm -hmm. so her notes always varied I kept a few of them um and and you'll see them in the brand as the brand and the story unfolds but uh yeah it comes from from them she would always say my grandfather would tell my aunts and uncles just go do and become uh great he was like uh Big shoes to fill. He was one of the founders for a rehab all around the U.S. called Westcare. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, he was one of the pillars in Job Corps. Uh, not one of the founders, but one of the first directors of Job Corps. That's dope. Um, Super he's dope. been a park ranger. He was a police officer. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was just a man of the people. So uh, he was always about the people. He's always helping someone. He was always starting a new project around the house growing up. Um, yeah, my grandparents raised me. My, both my parents were, were in and out of the home growing up. So, uh, yeah, comes from my grandparents. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to carry on, like, a tradition when it comes to, like, growing this brand? Or does it have to stay, like, in these refinements because of what this impact made to you? I struggled with that actually when I decided to name the brand Go Do Become Mm. Um, just because it is such an influential, impactful phrase. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it it holds a lot of weight. And, you know, like 
generationally, like just in my spirit, um, as well as how people perceive it. Um, so I did in the beginning, the brand is pretty sassy, you know, the hoodies deposit season, you know, I can't hear you without the deposit, no salary cap. It can come off arrogant, but it's really about choosing yourself, self-love, knowing your worth. Mm. Um, the deposit doesn't have to be money. It could be energy, yeah. just yeah. making sure like things feel right. Yeah. Like I can't hear you, you know, without those things that, you know, you yeah. stand on. Um, and the brand is, is pretty sassy mm -hmm. um, and it's going to get more, uh, more eclectic and more, more me as I grow and I evolve as a creative, um, but it'll always be the go do become brand for, you know, my grandparents and like where, where that came from. But um, I don't feel like I have to stay on brand with like uh, the phrase, of course, you know, it's just the name of the brand. Yeah. But I feel like my designs and how I create and how I express myself, um, it's just going to be for me. Of course. Because it's your own brand at the end of the day. That's right. Do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> man. That's right. Man, man, man. My, my, sorry, I keep jumping in with these no, questions no. and stuff. Um, my other question to that is, did the creativity start from home or did you like get here and was like, oh, shit, uh, let me create? Mm, like, good question. Um, I actually created the brand in 2016. Okay. I went to a fashion incubator in Vegas, um, put on by Zappos and Tony Shea, the late, great Tony Shea. Uh, and it was called Stitch Factory. It was a nine-week fashion course, pattern making, fashion history. That's um, They took us to the Magic Show convention. It's a huge fashion convention mm. um, in Vegas. And, you know, just got to learn about fashion. That's when I actually started the brand. It was like a final project oh, wow. um, for the incubator and um i kind of let the company buy my dreams and that's mm. why i pushed out the no salary cap um when i came up with that design i was just thinking like damn i did it again i i took a promotion or a raise and you know i'm not really focusing on my passion or you know things that spark joy in my life um <clears throat> so yeah 2016 is when it started um, I kind of kept progressing in my career. And then when I moved here and I saw, um, you know, just, just the people here, how open and accepting and like, uh, collaborative they were, um, that's really when I'm like, you know, it feels right to, to launch it again. Mm. Um, and just through networking and, and meeting people, um, uh, shout out to Capital Bar. I actually used to live next to the owner of Capital. Um, shout out to Kevin. Um, and <laughs> you we, can just listen, say it. We, we, he here. He here. He's, he's right in there. the audience. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> we ain't got no budget to do camera pan. We're in the building. It's, it's, it's in the budget next year. It's in the budget next panel. year. Uh, that's and so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, he allowed me to do my launch party at, at Capital Bar. And um, just like, it was just from creating it last summer, 2020, August mm. 2020, um, to launching it November 2020. It was, uh, it was just magical. Like all the people I, you know, connected with and mm -hmm. the photo shoots that we, we put on and uh, meeting people you know, all over the city. 
um, that was willing to share insight, whether it was through photography or willing to like share all model for you or, um, you know, give me tips on what they've seen with other brands. Um, you know, to Kev being like, I don't mind if you do your launch party at my bar. Yeah, sure. Pick a day, you know? Damn. Um, so like I said, Portland has been extremely good to me Damn. in that fashion that like, you know, you just put out good vibes and good vibes come back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I respect Hell that. Yeah. Hell yeah. So you talked a little bit about Portland, impact of Portland. You've been here for three years, right? Three years in December. In December. Nice. So as someone who's, you know, not a local, like everyone else here, kind of where, where do you kind of see Portland going? You, you see it continuing to grow. Does it still have that like charm in your eyes or has that worn off a little bit? Oh no, there's, it's like an untapped gem. Still? To you? Still. Okay. There's so much more. Sometimes I find myself on, you know, mm-hmm. all the time, new routes, new roads, new, new ways to get, you know, across the bridge or there's so much beauty here. Like the city itself is art mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um, so as like an artist, a creative, a designer, um, I just feel like it, there's so much that's untapped. Mm-hmm. And then with the people, you know, you got the big, huge hubs here, like, uh, Nike, Adidas, Under mm-hmm. Armour, uh, you know, tech side, Intel and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, they have their own brands, but they, uh, they, uh, bring in, you know, kind of like, I mean, they recruit some of the top talent yeah. Uh, yeah, around yeah. the world. They really do. Around the country. Mm-hmm. And although those people are tied to these brands, so there are certain things that they can do and certain things they can't. Yeah. When they decide to separate from these companies and do their own things, like, they're, like, ready and eager and hungry to and mm-hmm. ready to create. Definitely. So they want to collaborate with the locals. And they have all this big, huge corporate experience. Mm-hmm. On top, they're just, like, dope creatives themselves. Mm-hmm. So... I can really see Portland taking off um, just as the years progress. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even think it like, I didn't even think about that. Right. Like you got all these major brands, Nike, Columbia, whatever the list goes on. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, they all don't last there forever. Right. Like, and so it's like, you're saying once they leave those places, they do go tap in with some local people and give them the game and be like, look, this, this is how we're going to help you grow, how you make it bigger. And I think, I think that's what makes that creative side so interesting. Absolutely. And it's like, then you have new creatives rolling into these new companies and maybe leaving or trading because Nike and Adidas always trade designers. It's mind blowing to me, but they always do. Yeah. yeah and they, and they have their own, um, you know, hustles on the side. Mm-hmm. Most of them always, you know, <clears throat> they don't like, they work for a shoe brand. They can't like, oh, okay, I'm going to make my own shoes. But you know, they, they still create, yeah. you know, if that's yeah. in you, it's, it's in you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're still in the art communities. They're still invested in all things creative in mm-hmm. Portland. Um, and they'll come support even if they aren't, you know, willing to collaborate at that time or they're not pushing out their own work or whatever the case is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great example of that. Mr. Brett. Oh yeah. Brett Brown. Yeah, Brett Brown. Yeah, the yeah. legend Brett Brown. Yeah. 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 He's a 3D designer at Nike. Mm-hmm. Really great photographer. Amazing yeah. photographer. Yeah, he does yeah. great stuff. I know um, oh, you know Brett? Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, and, and once again, 
you shout guys. Out to Brett. Shout, shout out to Brett. Shout out to Brett. Shout out to Brett. Uh, oh, shout out. Shout out, man. And one of the things that you <clears throat> definitely talked about is what's your work identity out of work. And yep. I know, at least in the line of like therapy, I spend a lot of time talking with people about like your work is not you. You like yeah. you are like you have an identity outside of your work. And if once you marry your your work identity to you, the company can do anything they want because when you go out, you're like, yeah, I um work for Alaska Airlines and they're like, tell me what you like. Well, I like peanuts and sodas. And I'm like, oh, oh, my work identity. Wow. Ah, it's mm-hmm. always in Brit. Brit was always. Nice. <laughs> nice. We have an audience today. But Brit <laughs> reminded us that you got to be who and you have are. something more. Yep. And you're not just your job. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's literally, you know, the guests and the people that we got to have on here because so many people have this hurt mentality of like, oh, once I get to this place that I'm going to be the shit. No. You know how many times, how many great people we follow have been calling themselves the goat or the great before other people acknowledge them. And my thing is you may not get that fame or whatever you're trying to get, but like if in your heart of hearts that you know that you belong somewhere and you act like it, more people are going to be like... All right. It's like we go to Vegas. Act like you're supposed to be in here. And then you ain't going to get kicked out of VIP. Act like you belong in there. And once you have that mentality, so many different things, you know, will blossom and come. But I ain't going to go down that rabbit hole because I can feel it brewing up in my soul. <laughs> but um, I just want to, you know, make sure uh, we're doing our due diligence with with the guys because mm-hmm. obviously I had my part one to yeah, shine. Part, yeah. Was there anything else? Before. Oh yeah, no, I tapped in. I tapped, tapped out. In? Yeah, Anything tapped else? Kassian. Yeah, Great questions. Last question. People from Vegas versus people from Portland. <laughs> Ooh. How do they compare? Ooh, um, tough, tough cookie. I think people we from watching. Vegas move quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've had friends tell me I move too quick. Um, I need. You know, sometimes you have to slow down, and um, you know, I can reflect on that. Uh, Portland is like. A very calm place. Oh yeah. I mean, if you think about yeah. like a spot, well, I mean, in as, as of recently, people wild. Let's just let's take the people out of the city, okay, and then look at the city without anybody in it. Mm. It's green. Yeah. There's water. It is. It's. It's, it's calm. Beautiful. It's calm. You, you yeah. spa, Rain. Spa, what does a spa have? The elements. There's a waterfall. There's trees in there. There's Sound of rain. You just described mm. some I am legend, Planet of the Apes, like the humans is gone. I mean, like, <laughs> you try to imagine the city with no people in it. Like, really, it's a calm place. Yeah, you go, no, you, you, know, you, you real. So many different pla- Take a walk by the river. Facts, facts. You know, that's calming. So, yeah, I feel like you don't have to move that quick here and people. Um, so that's that's my, my thing. Yeah. People in Portland move uh slower slower and it's not a bad thing mm. um it's just a west coast thing in general yeah. yeah i mean you know west coast compared to oh okay west coast compared to um you know east coast oh yeah there's still different speeds there absolutely you know but i th- yeah the people and then there's the superficial aspect mm-hmm. you know um, Vegas is like a LA's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people, you know, play off of that, that LA vibe, that oh, Southern yeah. California vibe. Um, Vegas is a very new city also. 
Oh yeah. Portland mm-hmm. has buildings that are over a hundred years old. In Vegas, there's not a building that's over like probably not a building that's over fifty years old. It's been demolished and rebuilt by now. Oh, yeah. It's a very new city. Mm-hmm. So we're like used to new construction, new development, new everything, new mm-hmm. shopping centers. When you look at the city, it's just new. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's aesthetically to new. appease the mass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course you got the strip, you know, I haven't even tapped on to the, Into the, strip, yep. the huge casinos and those, those billion dollar trillion dollar cash machines down yep, there yep, with, yep. you know, the glitz and the glam. So, um, there's more pressure to be more aesthetically pleasing. Of course. Um, whereas in Portland, you can almost show up to your hottest club wearing a Nike sweatsuit and it's going to be very normal. Absolutely. Um, That's a flag on the play. I'll tell you that right now. It's a flag on the play. Almost. I mean... You know, <laughs> don't act like you haven't seen people do that. Oh, no. I, I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am, am, am I like them? No. No. Yeah, I think... But I, 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 We all like to look nice. But I also think it, it goes back to his point with the style of clubs we have here comparative to Vegas, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going out That's in true. Vegas, you're going out in Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. Here, it's like... You're going out, but what you really going to see, right? You see a lot of the same things. It's almost like going to a, a college party compared to a high school party, right? Yeah, like, it's like right. at a college party, you're going to see a lot more than you do at, like, a high school party. It's, like, it's weird. Like, it's hard to explain. Like Portland, going back to that, that smaller sense of style, like, that calmingness, it's not, like, a rowdy city. It's not an upbeat, up-tempo city, so it's not a lot pumping when it comes into that night scene mm-hmm. here right so it's like when you see that all the time like that nike sweat, the sweatsuit you see you like eh, for real but then you're like it's portland yeah right like it's, it's very normal mm-hmm. it's very you know, normal it's, the, the hub is here so it's also just like intertwined into the city yeah you know that's this is their city um you know it's it's world headquarters is right outside of portland you know mm-hmm. um so it makes sense, but in general, it's it's relaxed in many fashions. All right. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're actually going to do this commercial a little earlier. Um, and Robert Bradley Ensworth and I am the founder and creative director of Go to Become, um, luxury fashion brand. You can follow us at go dot do dot become, um, and I'll be sure to follow back. Uh, we got some new stuff dropping next month, and uh, yeah, thanks for following. <laughs> That's fun. Game show is expanding. Our team is expanding, and you know what helps? Because we added one. You adding just one like to this video, adding one like to the subscribe button, that would help us grow because the Ding. new trends we are dropping are delicioso. And no, I did not get that from Dora the Explorer. Yum, yum, Anywho, yum. Thank you. I love my team. <laughs> Anywho, anyway, at this time, OnlyFans is still thriving. Oh, and they are donating to those working women. And we are hardworking men. Ka-ching. Exactly. So if you could donate, dollar sign, here a Bob, Ka-ching. to my cash app. No, all the money you put in will go to all these great sound effects. Ka-ching. <laughs> and then things like, how dare you? We'll play those sounds when people are talking if we have more money. Ka-ching. So, add all to that, the budget. This is all. We got to add to the budget. So with all that being said, if you follow the Play No Games podcast show on 
YouTube, or you can follow some of our clips at lookhere.fri on Instagram, which has some of our dating game show stuff that we will be revealing and dropping. Um, you can really help go out the show you, go, because go, you. don't you want to ride the wave before other people say like, hey, we know about the Play No Games podcast show. You'd be one of the cool hipsters. So anywho, uh, <laughs> this is actually my top worst promo is because all of you, Carlos, I'm really the going at these things. Huh? Oh, you lying. No, he's you normally very good at these. <laughs> because because I'll I be spitting off the top of my dome. See, Johnny and Franklin, they, they, can, they, they can do some rapping. I just put stuff together. But anywho. Oh, my All right, gosh. Robert, we're going to cut a, a good amount of that. Anyway. All right, we're back. So it's time for talk about things that'll get us canceled. Um, so, okay, Cos, yeah, you you you're talking about some things, right? That you wanted to you know talk to the group about, talk to ask Bradley about. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Bradley, um, as some people may know, you are a member. Whoa, of whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't out our friends. <laughs> you got to ask permission and consent. It, it may, it may I say it? Am I a homo? That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. But that was good. That was, that was um, We are going to talk about some LGBTQ AI plus yes. things. Um, yeah, as you guys know, on the, the Play No Games podcast, we talk about everything. Everything. everything uh, you know, relationships. We play no games uh, around here, dating, man. you know. All, all that. Play no um, games. And yeah, I think this is the first time you guys have had like an openly gay black male on your I podcast. Think so, so, I think so. Um, yeah. that's what uh, mm-hmm. dope, all dope, these dope. heterosexual males were dancing around and it's perfectly <laughs> fine to, yes, <laughs> let's go for it. All <laughs> right. So as a member of the gay community in yep. Portland, can you s- kind of speak a little bit about that, what that community is kind of like? Um, I have a friend in the community as well. They said it's everyone kind of knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of agree with that? I'm not really involved in the gay community. Okay. Actually. Um, I've been to a handful of gay bars Mm -hmm. here uh, a handful of times. Mm -hmm. And um, I will say that it's there. Yeah. um, For like, (laughs) you know, for us, Mm -hmm. Portland is a very gay friendly city. Um, You know. You drive down any street, there's gay flags in the driveway, in, in the yeah. driveway on the houses. Like, I mean, it's like a mini spinoff to San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but for me personally, um, I think that dating here has been better than it was back home. Kind of okay. tying back to like that superficial and like pretentious kind of... Uh, aesthetic in las vegas versus portland just being more accepting mm-hmm. in general um i've definitely been on quite a few dates that you know good vibes and um cool peeps just not my thing mm-hmm. yet you know i haven't found the one i guess totally. um but i'm also so busy with like my career and my passions and as a creative and i'm just not focused on dating you could say totally yeah so, so as you know, as um, love, love has no gender. Love has no sexuality. Love has, you know, it's just love. It's just a big heart. So one of the things that I kind of want to talk about, not just in like love, when, when people just 
are from like different areas or different spectrums or whatever people always have. And this is one of the things that kind of like bothered me. And it was more so like a more racial thing where they're like, they have like, I have this black friend and I, we've talked about this like mm-hmm. off camera. where like, like we've, we've talked and you're like, people are like, we talk about having that gay friend right, and like right. how people like tokenize mm-hmm. friendships where I'm like, I, you're just Bradley. I don't care what you do you do what you do like so like how do you when it comes to like talking with you know identifying with your community and talking with people in a sense of like oh they're tokenizing me because i have this sexuality like how do you navigate and go through those things um i use it to my advantage Mm. oh to Mm. be honest um you know you talk about privilege like especially in today's world um you know white privilege you know, um, I believe that um, gays also have a privilege in a certain respect. Um, and some would like debate this, w- which is fine, you know, different opinions. For me, as a black man, you know, we already have a certain view um, in society as a whole, you know, things mm-hmm. that we're fighting towards, you know, Things we saw last year, this year, the BLM movements, all that, this, that, and the third. I mean, it's no yeah. no secret um, what what we're fighting for as black men on a day-to-day basis. Um, just, you know, uh, equality in general. Um, but as a gay man, I feel like that allows me access to more spaces. I was just about it. Because... <clears throat> Right, black men can be viewed as um, aggressive, overly masculine, and this is like, you know, the debate between mm-hmm. like, you know, m- my straight like friends and brothers that like we have this debate like they shouldn't demasculate the black man. Well, that's a rabbit hole I'm not going to get into, but I will say that mm-hmm. I don't think that they're wrong in certain aspects with different industries pushing different things mm-hmm. on our community. I will say that I definitely. I definitely feel like people automatically view me as uh, a non-threat and as accepting. Even when I like get pulled over by a, a police officer, if I'm just a little bit more feminine or uh, <laughs> like the cop knows I'm gay, I've literally been let out of tickets. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, That's crazy. And then switching it to business. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I have a pretty white name you could say my name is bradley insworth um Hmm. but even once i get into interviews no we don't talk about my sexual orientation but when people can tell that i'm uh you know gay i feel like instantly like walls are let down and they're just like oh i can just talk to you about anything and if it's the women it's like oh we're gonna talk about fashion and we're gonna go you know, into detail and we can talk about relationships and they can tell me all about their, their husband. And then, you know, with men, it's like, you know, I got this one girl and maybe you (laughs) might have some advice for me on, you know, it's just like, I just, I just, uh, play into it, you know, to a certain extent, you know, I'm not a puppet, but I've just, I've just accepted the tokenism at certain times. Yeah. That's so. I'll take it. For for me, it's so like dumbfounding because I would never even like put that in perspective of like being able to take advantage of situations because of sexual orientation, right? But when you begin to talk about gayness and as a whiteness, almost right, Mm -hmm. it allows 
it allows people to pass. And it's like, damn, like hearing the witness to that, that sociology aspect of it is like, like it just, it throws me for a loop. Like it just, it throws me for a serious loop. That's crazy. But I mean, it's dope for you. Like it's dope, super dope. But I debated whether I was going to speak on it or not because I don't know how it's viewed. And, (laughs) you know, I kind of played it back and like sat and put myself in other people's shoes. Like, you know, this guy, you know, uh, he, but at the end of the day, however I'm viewed, it doesn't matter. I'm being authentic. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. The, the truth. Yeah. And I feel like, um, well, I can't speak for any, any other gay men, but um, it's very common in the gay community that, like, you can kind of play on it a little bit mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Interesting. I would just like to state, I asked all my friends if they got beautiful women that I could talk to. So when I asked you, where the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I was not tokenizing you. There you know, because I was really looking for the respectful women I could bring back to you, Tangela, because I want to make you a grandmother. Anywho, so, <laughs> so, I just want that to be stated, Bradley. Okay. All right. But no, like, I'll take it. Yeah. Me and him, like, like so many, like so many times, we've talked about like that feminine and masculine energy and things like that. Yeah. And, once again, you can stop me, and obviously, I can cut this out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. If we want to, um, <laughs> we kind of talked about um, masculine and feminine, feminine energy. And I remember one time we were kicking it, and I was like, "I feel like you're like you're being extra broy with me." I was like, "We were remember, probably so." And I was probably like, "In the beginning of our friendship, yeah." And I was like, "Just be Bradley." Like I'm kicking it with Bradley, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like. Yeah. And we and that's when that's like because like me and Cos like had our moment. And I'm not gonna bring up that moment where we had to have like a talk. The N word. We were talking. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. He's making this up. He's making this up. <laughs> I am making this up. Yeah. I am making it up. Oh my! But, I make, but no, like we he like, does this every other episode. Where you can make me up to be some racist. <laughs> we gotta get the views. <laughs> no, Cos is my little brother. If y'all come for him, if y'all come for him, I'm coming for y'all. I love him. He did not say that. I was like, fucking with him. Anywho. <laughs> no, we were kind of like talking about, um, like we were kind of like talking about our differences. And like, that's when I was like, Bradley, me and him are like going to be hella cool. We're like, you were like, nah, Rob. Like, th- like you were like, not in a way like checking me. You were like, nah, this is like how I am. And we kind of just called that energy into the room. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, like, that's why I kind of wanted to bring that out to have that conversation with you. And just like anyone like who comes on the show when it, when it talks about like the differences, like everyone's like, oh, this and this and this, bro, you're different. Like you walk and bring in what Arthur was saying is you like you bring in a whole different aspect of way of life that you live. And like, of course, there's going to be certain privileges that people get. And like, obviously, you know, you're like, oh, but it's a difference when you acknowledge those things. So I appreciate you, you know, talking about uh, like the things that and aspects you get when it comes like the metrics. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a ton of like heterosexual um, dudes who watch, you know, this, this show. And it's kind of like, are you really like taking it in, in the aspect or are you on that boosies thing where he's kind of like, or just being ridiculous for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, are you hearing these people? Are you hearing these people out? Because I'm going, I want to make a space comfortable for just about anyone. But so I just appreciate that. So yeah. yeah. Super dope. Super dope, man. Cool. Um, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm always myself and whether I'm talking to someone who is super masculine or someone who's super feminine, um, I, I have both energies inside of me. 
like a like a Gemini. So, you know, or, you know, yin and yang. They're just there. <laughs> they're just there. We've talked about astrology. We've, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not your favorite sign. Okay. Shout out to all the Leos out there. Whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> okay, Aquarius is too. Thank you. Um, so I'm a, I'll take it. I'll be straight up. So when it comes to, um, cause we talked about, you know, relationships here and things like that. When it comes to like dating, like how is it when it's dating, finding that guy, you're mm-hmm. like, all right, obviously the foundational, like you want to find someone, you want to start a family, but like us dating is like, you know, out in the open, I'm going capital, you know, <laughs> dapping up my people. I'm in the corner, like, what's up, who she? <laughs> you know, and that's so openly accepted <laughs> right. for me to be like, all right, let me go over there, say what's up to her. Like, mm-hmm. when you go into, like, spaces that we deem, like, normal and things like that, how do you move through the crowd to talk to that guy or figure out if that guy's interested? Do you feel like, from what I hear from other people who identify as, you know, lesbian, gay, or anything like that, I feel like it's a lot, very, like, hush-hush or behind, you know, behind the scenes type of thing. How was that for you? Mm. I'm pretty uh, aggressive, you could say. Oh. Um, so if shark. I'm into shark. <laughs> uh, someone, um, regardless of their sexual orientation, I typically will make it known. Will I make it known like right there on the dance floor, like, you know, I'm vibing with you? No, but I will definitely engage and I'm definitely going to flirt. And then usually, like the conversation comes after, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into you, and that's when I'll find out, like, hey, by the way, I'm straight, or, oh, okay, cool, you, I'm into you too, you know. I don't really, um, like I was saying, I don't really go to like gay bars, or, mm-hmm. um, I, I have been to a few gay strip clubs, you know. Uh, on on wild nights, but um, <laughs> I'm just, I mean. Every, I want to go to like normal bars with normal, yeah. you know, yeah, not yeah. normal. That's a bad way to say it, but yeah. I go to regular just bars oh, that yeah. are not specific for one orientation. They yeah, exactly. there you go, there you go. Like, no, we're not talking about no. Like one, you said, you're, we we were talking about a strip club. Oh yeah. We moved from that. Oh, when I'm going on, uh, you know. Uh, oh, not man. a hunt, but it just happens. Like oh, I'm in a uh, non-binary bar, I guess oh. is how you would say it. You know, there could be gay people in there. There could be trans people in there. There could be straight people in there, whatever the case is. But I don't typically um, feel like, you know what, tonight I'm going to go to a gay bar or a gay lounge mm. and I'm going to, you know, find someone to like, you know, engage with and yeah. go on a date. I might have more luck if I did, but I don't. So um, uh, I shoot my shot any and everywhere. So you're hey. not going out trying to get a free drink, right? You're not going right. to like CC Slaughter's <laughs> being like, oh, who's going to get me a drink tonight? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm way past the free yeah. drink thing. All right, yeah. good. But I like, I like that, that metaphor. No, yeah. I'm uh, definitely not. But I have been to CC Slaughter's. Didn't they, I think they closed down, didn't they? And it was it was it was a good time. There was go go dancers everywhere. It, it was is a like nice your bar. Typical like typical gay bar. It it is a fun place. Yeah, it is a fun place. Oh, wild time. Do you got something? Uh uh-uh. uh 
So I didn't think I was actually gonna share this. <laughs> I didn't think I was actually gonna share this on a podcast, but you know what? I think I'm gonna share this on a podcast. So I was in Mexico City. Oh mm. shit. <laughs> the audience is wild. I was in Mexico City with uh my ex-girlfriend, right? And we Yeah. Uh, yeah, with my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Ex-girl. I mean, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> a person that I am, and wow, could spot people don't Woo! just tell the same story. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> on our last on our last night on our last night they were all like we go, we gotta go to the club and like in my <clears> mind like I'm like we going to the club but like they like they let me know like oh you know it's like you know gay club and I was like cool whatever and I was like we're gonna vibe we're gonna have fun right so when I get there when I tell you this place. When I say this place is jumping, <laughs> these niggas, it's jumping. It's five, it's four, it's four levels, right? At oh, the top, it's like a um, mm. drag show, and then each like level is like hip hop, reggaeton, all that other stuff, right? So like we start at the top, I'm like, all right, drag show, cool, whatever, woo, woo, woo. drop down. So now we in the hip hop stage, and like now I'm down there on the you know first level. I'm with my girl, with her family, and things like that. So I'm dancing on her. So I'm bricked up. So I'm like, yeah, bricked up, <laughs> bricked up. She is throwing it back. So anywho, <laughs> let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all this story because. This is gonna lead into a question for you, Bradley. It's like this guy, right? This guy. So like after like my girl, her family go to get drinks. So like I'm standing, right? And like he comes and like he like grabs my shoulder blade. And like he, I turn around and I'm like, and like there's a lot of people, so I don't see like he's like it was him. So it's like three people, right? So I like I turn back around. And then he comes. And like I'm not gonna lie, I can't believe I'm saying this. He like kisses like my neck. <laughs> like <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, I was like upset that like he kissed my like he's it was like right here. It was like in between my mm. cavicle. And mm-hmm. like like I was I, I gave him a little shove. I was like stop, <laughs> I'm not interested. And then my girl stuff comes back and things like that. I just want to at least just say for me, like. I've had like other people, other orientations being like, oh, I'm interested in you. But like, I've always been like, cool, calm down. Where it's kind of like, I didn't get like full, like, I'm about to fight this person to upset. But right, I was right. just upset that he, like, his lips touched like without no consent. So I guess my question, you know, because I want to, you know, make, make, make everyone laugh just a little bit, is when you run into people who are maybe, not gay or anything like that. Mm. Do you feel do you find a lot of heterosexual men are aggressive when they are like, oh, why why'd you insinuate or why would you think I'm I'm that? Not at all in today's really okay time. Just Robert. Would, yeah. He maybe. kissed my neck. <laughs> I was like, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're you're in his you're in his house. I would say yeah. Yeah. I would say in his house. There, was, there was a lot of context leading to uh, he might have gotten lucky, and he, maybe he he didn't want to waste time. You know, he Betty, didn't. You know, <laughs> hot American man in his, uh, you know, Latin establishment. Hey man, I mean, it's it's, a, it's the same thing when they say, you know, when you get bit by a shark in the water, it's their it's their territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, um, this I, I definitely <laughs> offer unsolicited flirting. You know, I'll go back to like. 
like I said, I'll, I'll flirt, mm? right? And then uh, typically there's a conversation. And I, I believe the people I surround myself with are just experienced and mature enough to be like, you know, respectful, like, oh, you know, I'm flattered almost, but, mm. you know, yeah. I'm definitely straight or, yeah. um, you know, or the conversation goes differently and, you know, we let the whining and dining begin. Oh, oh shit. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. Gentlemen, yeah, yeah. he's we're, we're single. Drink. Yeah. Pass the drink. Yeah. I like dinner with a view. <laughs> that's, that's dope. Helicopter rides, um, long walks on the beach across state lines. Damn. Let, let them know. There's let them know. In this state that I. Yeah, and y'all know right now. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't want to. He won't get flown on. out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, see, see ah! that's that that's that Vegas coming back, right? <laughs> that's that Vegas coming back, the right? Vegas is definitely in there. Um, yeah, for sure. That's that Vegas coming back. Here it is. Yeah, he said, you know, Portland's calm, but you know, I still got that Vegas. <laughs> Take it up a few notches. We need that's to. so funny because I've I've also I've also heard that too, like from the perspective of like. Some guys are like offended when other guys think they're like attractive, but it's like on the flip side of that, it's like take pride in that, right? Because it means like you're attractive across all boundaries, right? Like, and so I think that's a good point that you bring up. It's like sometimes you can't you can't attack somebody because of how they feel towards you. It's just like a man or a woman, right? Like mm-hmm. if you go to a woman, like you're beautiful, and she slaps you, I mean that's her. But at the end of the day, why don't you? She, she might most likely accept that a compliment. Like, thank mm-hmm. you. It's the same thing if a man comes with you, like, man, you're beautiful. Like, accept that compliment. It's a compliment. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I think we get we get construed and like, man, fuck you. Like, out the gate. And it's like. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of men out there that will face society as heterosexual. And mm-hmm. they definitely have, um, you know, uh, other desires. Right, that they might not be uh, oh, comfortable I, I get with, where you're going. Oh, okay. you know, like not saying like they're DL, but they might even be full bisexual. But that's just not how they're like. They're not walking around with a label, right? Um, so you know, and then there's also obviously there's men that you very much know like he's straight. This is a heterosexual male. Like, you know, I'm not just out here shooting like from the half court line like on a consistent basis like, <laughs> let me tell you what i'll be doing on friday saturday night no i'll be like ooh, a freaking I, dress I have, I have a pretty good gaydar one the you know i have a pretty good gaydar one and then two it's like the unsolicited flirtation comes when you know there's different you know social cues i feel like i'm pretty socially intelligent or um you know, emotionally intelligent human when it comes to that. So I feel like I can pick up and read who I'm dealing with pretty well. Yeah. I'll say this. I think the world would be a better place if men got more compliments once in a while. Like, what was the last time, like, a girl came up to you and said, hey, Arthur, you're a pretty mutt guy. Last week. <laughs> I, 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 I love my people. This is why this show is the <laughs> <laughs> No, no, 
That happens often. I got. Go. I actually got some compliments from uh, from all from all in, you know. Uh, she <laughs> called me handsome. I actually a couple weeks ago got called See? handsome See? by a drive-through worker. Hmm. Best night of my life. With, <laughs> with that mustache. This is for a Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beard will be back. This is for a Halloween costume. The goatee. Yeah. No, I digress. <laughs> I love this kid. Who are what you going to be for Halloween? Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. He is a professional that. golfer. There's a meme about him. I'm going to recreate the meme. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Bradley? Get all my golf attire. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm done. Bradley? Why are we doing this? We have company. Anyway, Bradley, <laughs> when's the last time you got a compliment? I get compliments every day. Wow. Fair enough. Well, I mean the compliment of like, yeah, hey, sexy. That kind yeah. of compliment. Also last week. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. All right. We yeah. all we all here getting it recognized. Look at us. Yeah, you know. Shout out to my barber. Hey. <laughs> so as we get out of the less countable lane, anywho, Bradley appreciate. Now this is what we're all here for. The good things that make us grow. My things about I care about. So, um, what do you call it? So, this topic, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast, and I thought it was really good, and I was thinking about all of us, because um, all three of y'all have really good perspective when it comes to, you know, awareness, when it comes to love, respect, and all that good stuff. And we'll end the show with this topic. Is This is from this uh, European uh Therapist, psychologist, she's like one of the goats. Uh, I appreciate appreciate her. Her name is Esther Perel, and the goat. She is therapy. The goat. She's one of them because she's very like open, like open minded when it comes to a lot of different things, and not just so like bookish. And she talked about this one point on the podcast, talking about how in this day and age, we expect everything, and we put all this pressure on our partners to be that soulmate and that one, mm. and we have to f- find different people in our lives to separate that so we can give our partners a, our, a break so we can just be in the relationship because we request our partner to be, you know, our confidant, our sexual, like, full desires, you know, uh, the person you talk to after you have a bad day at work, all those, you know, various different things where we put all that on one person. And as we know, that's just a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'll just keep going. So when it comes to that, how do you guys feel about in this day and age, we put everything on that one person to be our soulmate, to be every, our everything for us. Bradley, you want to go first? I, I need you to repeat the question. Uh, so I, Brad, thought, I thought we had another visitor when I heard the door. Uh, so <clears throat> Esther Perel, she talked about on a podcast about how we put all of our, um, desires wants and expectations on our soulmate do you feel that in this day and age that is the most appropriate thing to do when it comes to you know building a successful partnership can your person be everything i just want i just want it one more time i was distracted (laughs) by the audience um but i've i've picked up the context clues at this point um (laughs) okay i think it's fair that your partner should be everything for you Emotional support, um, mm. anything else Esther Pearl talked about? Uh, you're perfect. You're perfect, yeah. 
You're, they, you're beautiful. Thank yes. you. Like you can come to them for everything. No, I don't. I feel like you you should be so in love for me. And maybe it's just my sign. Leo. Shout out to the Leos. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you should be so in love with yourself by the time you merge with somebody else that, um, you know, the self-love is already there. So, I mean, in what capacity, you know, it's, mm. I feel like it's subjective, you know, and it's like relative, like desires, like sexually um like therapeutic like there's a therapist for that yeah like your your spouse i wouldn't expect my spouse to be my therapist because then at that point the relationship becomes like okay he's here to fix me or like you know i i believe there's a, a fine balance like i should be able to you know come from home from work or whatever the case is and like uh today was shitty and yeah be able to like talk through it Mm-hmm. Or see, like, oh, I would have done something this way or this way or whatever the case is. Um, and we can kind of soundboard and be there for each other. But not just um, perfect in that aspect to, like, a therapist, uh, you know. Um, yeah. You know, you can build with someone. Mm. I'm I'm very much, I guess, is that kind of, like, the question? Like, yeah, I don't expect <clears throat> to walk into a room and find... Um, you know, I mean, there's so many celebrity crushes. I was going to try to, like, plug one, but I'll just say, like, a Drake. Like, you know, in my eyes, like, super attractive, like, very fit, like, you know, clutch with the wordplay, like, just suave, you know? All those things, like, total package, I guess you could say. Okay. Drake's you know, type of guy. A hint okay. of toxic, you know, just all the things that you want. <laughs> Uh, you know, when it comes to making uh, This is why we can't have nice things Yeah, I, I, my nigga gotta be toxic Yeah, why? Like, why you gotta be toxic? I mean, I'm just, not... It's just the music I'm just, I'm just saying um, Yeah, this is why people come in my office Yeah, I just want He's gotta be dangerous He's gotta rob a bank And he's gotta have a 9 to 5 Huh? So he's gotta be a criminal And have a 401k plan What's wrong with you? It don't work like that yeah, I don't, um, yeah, shortly I'll just say no. I don't think that your person is supposed to be perfect. Because um, I don't think that anything is perfect. Mm. Yeah, I can, you know, you can find the beauty in everything. I think yeah. that's like a glass half full mentality. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Or you can look at it as half empty. Something's always missing. Something's mm-hmm. always wrong, you know. So it's like a fine line between like optimism and, just being a, like a pessimistic human. And I'm definitely like mm. attracted to more half full kind of people. Yeah. And I'm a half full kind of guy. So I'm like, I don't expect my person, wherever you are, to be perfect. Whoa. It's a wink for the camera. Did you catch I, that? I, I got that. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah um, I guess I can speak on this. Yeah. Um, I'm no therapist here, as Robert may tell you, um, but I feel like you give damn good advice. But um, I feel like in today's world, people are too codependent on their partner, mm. and I feel like that leads to a very negative relationship mm-hmm. because then you're always needing that person if you're so codependent. So then that's why like breakups are so nasty, and then when it's so nasty, you don't really want to get back on the horse, right? So I feel like in today's society, people are just 
they're putting too much pressure on their partner and i think they're putting too much pressure on the dating scene afterwards too to be like well i'll never find that again well you gotta let it build you gotta give it opportunity you gotta do this and that you gotta work towards it but that's my kind of two cents on that yeah no no, no. yeah uh so I'll, I'll tap in and uh i kind of say it's like both right like with your partner, you got to have at least some expectations of perfection or some sense of why you got with your partner, right? Like, I love this about my partner. It's perfect, right? So there's there's hints of it, but you can't expect every attribute in that partner to be perfect, right? So mm. in that process of, like, my partner has what I'm missing, this is what makes it perfect, right? And so um, for me, in my opinion, I feel like there has, like Bradley was saying, there has to be a balance, but there has to be some sense of perfect peace in this person because i think that's what makes you attracted to them so as we climb into relationships and like break things down you want to grow right and in through your expectations of growth this process becomes how can i make my myself better because i'm going to change with my partner i'm going to change how can i grow to help myself and you should have a partner who helps you want to grow but then also is wanting to grow with themselves like and you, you know like we talked about being Leos and we love ourselves and be prideful. And, you know, we have this sense of like, we love for ourselves and it's nothing against anything else. But like when you begin to love yourself, you love the growth process too behind it. And, you know, you want to see everybody grow around you. And so that change process in your partner becomes loving. Like, Ooh, I love how you're growing. I love, and it's almost motivating, at least from my perspective is yeah. for me, it's, it's motivating to see my partner, wanting to do better for themselves because then it motivates me to do better for myself. And now we're growing together and it's like growing to that perfection piece. Right. So, yeah, I agree. And there's like, for me, there's this like a, a bottom line, mm -hmm. like, you know, there has to be some sort of established, um, like traits in my partner, like, yeah. You don't have to be perfect, but at the end of the day, like you have to be somewhat evolved and like mm -hmm. self-aware and accountable and just, uh, you know, relatable to all situations. Um, you know, so that's just like personally like what I'm looking for. But I think in general, people have those expectations. Like, you know, you have a standard, you have a type. Do you guys have a type? Absolutely. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I think I, I think everybody I think same. everybody has truthfully has their type of like you know our expectation of what we we deem as beautiful like this is absolutely beautiful. Do we ever get there? Who knows, right? But it's like you have that standard of beauty and the attributes that come with it. And when you usually find a partner, they touch some of those attributes, right? Like, damn, I love this person about. I love this about this person and this person you meet is like, Ooh, they got that. They got that. Ooh, hold up. Like, let mm -hmm. me see what they talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. And they might not be the, the, the image that you want, but they have those pieces that make you be like, man, fuck the image that can change. Like it's going to change, but they have all five of these things that I want mm -hmm. right now. And so, um, yeah, we have our standard of beauty. We, yeah. We have everything that we want, but yeah. sometimes we don't get it. Right. And it's like, finding those that we can't get what's up rock you're crying, you're crying. Get stop <laughs> i'm built for this we're talking about uh toxic. i am the furthest thing from toxic 
Huh? <laughs> what? Y'all are all horrible people sometimes. Behaviors. But um hmm. what's, uh, <laughs> Wow, we're really doing that. The both of y'all. Okay, okay. Hmm. Keep going. I'll tell y'all one thing that I did and then I'm just Huh? Anywho. Oh. A couple things that I did. Anywho. Huh? <laughs> I just wanna just Huh? My last two cents on this is like the only thing I want to say is one. I really appreciate, like, you know, Koss, Bradley, Arthur, because really, like, you're saying things that people definitely need to hear when it comes to, because what people really don't want to talk about is their desire to have companionship. Mm -hmm. And that, that yearning and needing for companionship is digested in the music that we listen to, is digested in, you know, what we see um, and the celebrities and things like that. And, like, people think it's, like, this easy thing. And this is why so much, like, having these conversations now, you know, our age range is from 20, 23 to, like, 35, right? And, like, no one's really having those conversations. But we only see, when we turn on social media, Russell Wilson and Sierra, and they happy. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to be there for Halloween. And then once Halloween over... They acting like future and, <laughs> and who else? And fill in the blank because they think that's cool. And there's nothing wrong because you have that point and period with that. But it's almost kind of like you gonna get older, and then the party is gonna get a little different. And then you are gonna be like, huh, time for me to pick something. <laughs> and then, but I put that all by saying is we are so afraid to do the work. Like you getting that job. You have to do the work. Connecting with your family is doing that work. When you get into a wholesome relationship and things look right, that 20, 50-year-plus marriage that we're adoring, that's work. You're going to wake up one day and be like, I fucking hate your guts. But I'm willing to sit in this room with you to make it work, and that's what is needed to be happening. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring up that S. Perel thing because I think she is right. We put so much pressure and stress on our one person to do all these different things where like there are certain things of when I was in, you know, a relationship, I didn't not saying I didn't want to say my partner couldn't handle this, but like I got my friends. I'm gonna talk to my friends about this or because or I'm gonna talk to my mom about this or I'm gonna, you know, talk to my mentor about this because my mentor serves a purpose that my that my partner can't because my mentor, I'm trying to get somewhere in his career. Talking to my partner about this is just a venting session. And if you can't differentiate the two, you're putting all that stress on the person you go home to. And I'll just say this, cause I really can't talk about therapy sessions. I go through, I just know a lot of people come in and as soon as they get off work, first thing, when they step into the, the door, they're not saying, I love you. I miss you. I fucking hate my job. And if you get that 365, you're like, God damn, fucker, either leave the fucking job mm-hmm. or like, I like it's a doormat for a reason. You leave your, you leave that shit at the door and you go in because your family, I promise you this, when you pass and go away, you know who, what's going to happen? Your family's going to be there. Your job, all the other things, they're going to send you a card. They ain't going to show up to that funeral. Your family going to put you down there. So we got, we have to differentiate and create these Venn diagrams and boundaries to separate that. But um, I just at least just want to say that. And I appreciate all of you, all of you guys on here for, you know, what you do, what you say, because at the end of the day, <laughs> we got to be the change that we want to see going yeah, forward. Yeah, because, yeah. And also, I got to say this. People have your whole phases, do all the different stuff. But like there comes a point in time where like you got to grow up, man. You got to grow up like. 
You gotta grow like, up. You, like, you ain't gonna say this to your bros because your bros gonna laugh at you, but you really wanna be at home booed up two, two nights out of the week. You wanna mm-hmm. do some fuck around shit and then have that one person who just fucking gets you when you walk in the door and there's a fucking, mm-hmm. you know, fucking vanilla wafer and some ice water. And you're like, God damn it, this bitch gets me. <laughs> you're just like, how does, how does she know that? And that does something. But anywho, yeah. I'm gonna put the hit stuff down because I am burning because I'm passionate. But anywho, um, Bradley, Cost, Arthur, do y'all have anything else? I think I, I kind of want to touch back into that uh, just a little bit, just to wrap up. And, yeah, and, right. uh I love how you said, man, when it's time to get into the house, you drop this shit at the door, right? Like, and putting that stress already when your partner probably going through the same stress, being able to clear your mind and just enjoy the space that y'all in. Mm-hmm. I think that's refreshing, right? Like, it's that fresh cup of ice water, right? You know, just, ah, like... I know, like you said, my partner gets me. Like, I know it's been a long fucking day. How do we erase that? Man, let's, you know what, fuck it. Let's go hit a movie. Let's go, let's go take a drive. Let's go. And now those conversations happen. Now you're making those memories. Now you're like, like, let's really pop it. And it's, it's, it's heartwarming, right? Those are the ones that feel good because you know it's been a long ass fucking day. Hey, here's a shot at right there. Take the shot. Let's take a shot back, right? Like, and you know, it's 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 just a whole different vibe when they understand. And I I respect that you said that, bro, because it, it that's that hit me. Yeah, that hit me. To close it off, I'll say thank oh, you, you to you Bradley you? for coming and joining us. Oh yeah, thank, thank you for having you. me. Yeah, 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 of course, it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, and then yeah, I don't know, I I have nothing else to add after that. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all don't comments. know, this is why I love this guy. He's like my little brother if I had one. Um, this has been the Plano Games Podcast slash show, and we've had Bradley's Innsworth Go Do Become deposit season, and this has been the uh, – bring it up here. Bring it up yeah. here. There All right. There we go. All right, he ain't repping no gang, but, you know, get the red. <laughs> he got the blue. Anywho. Oh. <laughs> In the black. Anywho, uh, this has been a Play No Pot game. A Play No Game podcast slash show. We out. Peace. Later. <laughs> Probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two piece now. Oh, shit, I think they call them groupies now.